Welcome back to another episode of the Kitman Podcast. My name is Rohan. As always, I am joined by Dillette. What's up? Owen. How's it going? And Mr. Josh Matthews. Hey. I feel kind of bad. I, I, I gave I gave Josh to Mr. Josh. Uh, I'll, I'll give it to, to y'all too. Mr. Dillette and Mr. Owen. How's that? We don't care. Okay. It's a lot. Oh, okay. I, I feel like Owen cared. Owen, you cared. I care a lot. What is your name on Zoom right now? Bukayo Saka, top three right wingers in the league. <laughs> hey, actually, we can start with this. What do y'all think about that? Top three wingers in the league? I'd have to disagree. Right wingers. Oh, right wingers? Think about who's there. Salah, Mares. End of list. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, no. I, I just wasn't expecting this. Okay, wait. Um... Uh, okay, he's top three? I don't think so, top three, not yet, no. Who's third? No, I'm saying who's third after Salah and Mares. Right winger specifically? Yeah. Shit. Right, on the right last game. He's definitely better than Mares. Yeah, like, there's a lot of players that are interchangeable right and left. Who is on the right wing? Rashford. Rashford's not a right winger. He was playing it last game. All right, man. That was last game, though. That was last game. But I, I will say there are a lot of players that are, like, interchangeable right and left side, right? All right, guys. Name me a right winger. Is Pedro it's Neto a right winger or a left winger? Is Pedro Neto better than Saka? Mm. No, no, I wouldn't say he's better. I just think those are the only two right wingers in the league that are clear of Saka right now. Sala and Riyad Mahrez? Yeah. Not Dan James? It's a close one. Okay. All right. As long as we acknowledge that it's close. Yeah. No, who's yeah. Eng- who's who's England's right winger? Sancho. Oh shit. Okay. Okay. That's that's why. Okay. I was trying to go by the national team and I couldn't think. Okay. I don't know. I feel like there's a player out there, but I just wasn't expecting this to be a serious conversation. This is probably one of the only serious points I've made on the whole podcast. No, it's definitely a good point, and I think it definitely holds a lot of ground. I just feel like he definitely has the potential to be a top three right winger. No, no, I'm not talking about potential. I'm saying... No, I know. That's what I'm saying. Like, at the moment, at the moment, I don't know. I don't know. Owen, you want to weigh in here? Why? <laughs> <laughs> what about, uh, Jack Harrison. Rohan, you're not going to argue that. Is he, a, is he a left winger? Left winger. Jack Harrison First is all, a left winger. If Jack Harrison was a right winger, he's not better than Bukayo Saka. Yeah, that, that is also a true statement. But yeah, that's all right. We can, we can say that I'm right and we can move on and we can watch Saka next week. Yeah, I'm with you. I'm with the left. Uh, what what about like, uh no, I I don't want to say Rafinha. No, never mind. I, t- I I withdraw my statement. What about like James Rodriguez? Yeah, so like he plays Cam right wing, right? Like Ziyech plays like right wing Cam. James is a ten for me. If he says if he says a right winger, I mean I I guess. But okay, what about Hakim Ziyech? Dude, that guy is so mid. And he's a 10 for me as well. 
but yeah, all these okay that's a weird one too with the whole positional thing if you want to call them right wingers I guess but Jao Cancelo is a right winger yeah, I have no idea what position he plays <laughs> if you were picking up all the players that we named oh yeah yeah no I'd take Sokka third yeah no in that yeah, list I'd take Sokka all third those guys. Yeah. yeah yeah I mean he's been in stellar form and he he was super good uh, in the Arsenal win. Aubameyang picking up a hat trick. How how do you feel about that? Do what, bro? I remember I told you before the game uh, that Pepe would pick up a hat trick. Pepe didn't play though. Pepe but did really, not what play. I meant was whoever was up against Alioski was gonna <laughs> feast. That's really all that I meant because that guy stinks. Alioski. Yeah, he reeked. I'm glad that he got subbed off at halftime. <laughs> Sheesh, that's a strong opinion. Do you just not yeah. like him solely because of the Pepe headbutt? Like, yeah, and he's just kind of just not very good. <laughs> Dude, Marcelo yeah, Bielsa is such a good manager, though. Like, it, it, he definitely is. It took Bro. it took Marcelo Bielsa to get the best out of Aubameyang, not Arteta. Absolutely. Dude, uh, what's it called? You know how Pep always, uh, the way he talks about uh, opposition managers after after games? Yeah, yeah. He's always, he's always like, yeah, they're phenomenal manager after smacking them like 5-1. <laughs> I remember just recently he was he called Sam Allardyce a genius because he gets all these relegation-threatened teams to stay up, and then I think we like smacked West Brom 5-0. Yeah. <laughs> Every time it happens. And then Arteta did that same thing after the Leeds game. That's so rude. And it was like, so Marcelo Bielsa is a genius. And I was like, so this is what it feels like. <laughs> Finally on the right end of that. <laughs> but do you think this is what it took for Aubameyang to start finding his form that he was in last season a little bit? Honestly, I have no idea. But I think what Aubameyang was lacking at the beginning of the season was just, like, chances created. Because at the beginning of the season compared to right now, Arsenal on the attack were a completely different thing. I think since, like, Christmas maybe, or since that December period, because before that we were terrible. But since after that, we've been one of, like, the highest chance-creating and highest-scoring teams in the league, whereas before that we were almost, like, around dead last for chance-creation. And, like, in that Leeds game, it's not even, like, the fact that Aubameyang scored a hat-trick. It's that, like... Alioski had, or not Alioski, Stuart Dallas, I think. I don't know, one of those Leeds guys, I don't I don't know, had that one, like, insane block. Saka would have, could have had a penalty, which I don't like talking about penalty decisions because that's boring, but he could have had another one there. And then he hit the bar on another one, so it's like, he really could have had, like, five or six in that game, which is kind of insane to think about, but... Yeah, man, I mean, I Le- Leeds is definitely a good team to bring your confidence... Uh, back again. I mean, I mean, you you know your defense is bad when fucking Hector Bellerin scores on you. Oh yeah, dude. That <laughs> they made they made Hector Bellerin look like an like an actual attacker. <laughs> that was crazy. Yeah, man. Leeds is definitely the team to to stab had a a couple goals in. Saka literally dribbled from one end of the box to the other with like basically no challenge on him. Yeah, man, I, I really don't know what it is, if it's, like, solely the man-marking, but I, I, I saw this stat, and ever since Marcelo Bielsa took over, including the championship, whenever Leeds go to London, 
they have not picked up a single win. And they've played, I, I think it's like 15 games in London. Jesus. I really don't know what it is. But speaking of other London clubs, Chelsea pick up their fifth win in a row against Thomas Tuchel. Um, Owen, is it a honeymoon phase that we saw with like Ole at the beginning of his time with United before a dip in form? Or is this something that you think they can carry on for a while? Hey, remember where we are before you slam Ole. No, no, no. That's why I said before they had that dip in form. I mean, they're back up now. Yes, they tied West Brom this weekend, but we'll, we'll get to that. Yeah, we've had, we've had a tough run of games with, uh, <laughs> with our form. I just... Mm. Uh, I think... I think we're staying on top, never losing again. Oh. Honestly. Sheesh. <laughs> I'm playing, I'm playing. But, no, I think... Uh, I think... I think a new manager is what we needed to really bring out the form. So I think it's going to be pretty consistent, consistently positive. I'm sure there will be a dip in form at some point, but I think it will pop right back up, and I don't think it will last too long. Uh, but it's, I don't know. It's, it's tough to tell who our last five matches has been against. Yeah, I, I think it was like Burnley, Burnley, Sheffield. So that was a good one. Um, but it's just like, still, it's, I haven't been playing the best teams. So it's early to tell. Uh, when when's our next like big matchup? Let's see. Let's see. we're rocking uh, Southampton. We got on the twenty eighth, Man United. That'll be the one where I really think we'll get a good judgment for how the remaining part of the season and just the future will go. If it's a close game, I'm positive. Or there's positive aspects to it, and I think there's nothing to worry about. But it's too early to tell with the teams we've been playing. Are you liking the system that Thomas Tuchel has implemented? And do you feel like it's a nice change away from what uh, Frank Lampard had? Well, it's been working, so I think so. It's just weird I, for me, like, not playing Conte. Like, I, I don't know what's been going on with that, but, like, that Jorginho-Kovacic uh, combination that Delette was talking about in an earlier episode... And favoring them over Conte has been pretty interesting. Yeah, it is. It is. It is odd. I would definitely take Conte. I just like Conte more. I just, I'm a big fan of Conte, but I don't, it's been working. So I don't. I don't really know. I'd want to see. What I really thought was interesting was the start of Kepa. Like I don't know why. <laughs> I I also found that very interesting, and he actually hasn't been like terrible. He's been like, pretty he's good. Had, he's had a good past few games because he's been playing in the cup games. And it seems like Kepa's background as, like, a ball-playing goalkeeper is what's, like, bringing him this favor. I didn't even realize that he was, like, a ball-playing keeper, but I guess that's, uh, like, a part of his, his like, player profile. I don't know. I guess so. I just but thought yeah. that was so weird when I saw that. I was, just, like, dumbfounded. But, I mean, hey, you got a, got a shutout. I mean, is that, like, his first shutout ever? I don't know. First shutout ever? No, I don't think that's his first shutout ever. <laughs> first career clean sheet at the age of 25. But actually, I, I, I found the stat pretty interesting. Um, when it comes to errors leading to goals, Allison has way more than Kepa does, and they've come into the league at the same time, and I think Allison's played only like 15 games more. Has he really? Yeah. I think Allison should play. Well, I don't know. I guess... I, I think the, the 
Allison's like skills and his goodness outweighs his errors. Whereas Keppa, his errors show through because he doesn't have that skill. Are you sure it's not the Van Dyke effect? No, no. It, I mean, what, when I need a shot stopped, I'm going with Allison over Keppa any day of the week. Well, no, I, I agree. But, well, uh, Timo, Timo Werner. Actually scored, yeah. I love that uh, Giroud scored 11 minutes after being subbed on for Abraham. Mm-hmm. Yes, sir. The Abraham agenda. Yeah. But no. That's all I got. Okay. All right, yeah. Well, let's move on to Liverpool. Um, tough run of games for them. Uh, Klopp in an interview said he he knows Liverpool are not getting the title. He looked super sad while saying it. Um Josh, what's been going on with Liverpool, man? Six? What? I mean, we were just talking about like shot stop with Allison, but his his decision making as of the late games, horrible. Like, I mean, absolutely atrocious. I mean, he just needs to know when you gotta be safe and just send it, and he's just. He's really been trying to force things out of the back too much. And then... Uh, I, I mean, this this was a really big game for them as well. I mean, against Leicester, uh, who's also competing for the second spot, plus, as well as the top four, they they needed at least a point here to get some momentum, get some more back on track, and they failed to do that. No, for sure. And I mean, Leicester's a good side. They are, like, you know, Jamie Vardy and James Madison threats. I mean, I'm looking at the stats right now, and they scored three goals in the 78th minute, the 81st minute, and the 85th minute. I mean, they absolutely packed in those goals right at the end of the game. Yeah, I think uh, I think a big part of Leicester's success is that, like, if you look at all the other top teams in the league, they have, like, massive holes like, they have some glaring weakness in their squad, whereas Leicester don't really seem to have, like, a like they seem to have a super well-rounded squad. Like, you look at Liverpool, they lack centre-backs at the moment. Chelsea lack that striker presence. Even City Liverpool, lack a uh, left-back. Yeah, City lack a left-back. City are kind of missing a striker, even though they, they're making do with it. But it seems like every top club has, like, some sort of hole in it, whereas Leicester is just... Like smooth sailing in every position, pretty much. Yeah, and I mean, I mean, it, it it's really good to watch how Leicester play as well because, like, yes, it's just counterattacking, but it's a it's a specific type of counterattacking tailored to each team that they play against. And I mean, with Liverpool, what undid Liverpool's entire defense was a Yuri Tielemans cross uh, cross field ball in behind the defense that uh, that Vardy can go chase and. I think Yuri Tielemans has been one of the one of the players that have gone like under the radar in the Premier League for how good he has been. Oh yeah, definitely. There's yeah, there's probably yeah he definitely is underrated, and even in the Leicester team, is um, he seems to over, get overshadowed by the other midfielders like James Madison is always the one that's being talked about. But I mean, he's one of those players that like every team has one. Or not every team has one. Every successful team usually has a midfielder that goes unnoticed. And that really just like makes the game flow. 
that like Modric type of role. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, I definitely agree with that. But speaking of midfielders, um, Ilkay Gundogan is inevitable, and he continues to push the golden boot. And one day, at the end of the season, we will see Ilkay Gundogan in the race for the golden boot. City are playing so well, dude. So well. It's been so good to watch. Owen? No, I agree. It's just been phenomenal football. It's been very nice to watch. Just not much else to say. It's just been it's been really, really fun to watch. Oh yeah. Right. I, I I think I'm I might be with you in Kagundawan at the end of the season, maybe. Maybe in the contending. What's he at right now? He's at <laughs> Uh, I'm pretty sure Salah's top. Well, you know, that could change. Goals, Salah, Fernandez. Okay, well, maybe maybe, maybe not. <laughs> he's, up, he's six behind. Six behind? Six goals or six places? Six goals behind Salah. Salah's hey. got seven. He's got 11. Salah's first. He's an eighth. Hey, man, all I'll say is it's doable. It's definitely doable. It's doable. It is. It is indeed doable. Only time will tell. Only time will tell. But on the other side of Manchester, United have been faltering in their form a little bit. Uh, tough loss to West Brom. Uh, or tough, not not loss, excuse me. Tough draw to West Brom. And they could have actually lost that game. Uh, West Brom striker missed two pretty easy chances. One, he just shrugged off Harry Maguire, and De Gea came to the rescue. And the second, he just skied one over the bar. And... At, towards the end of the game, Harry Maguire had a sensational header that Sam Johnson just tipped onto the post to secure the point for um, for West Brom. Josh, what was going on against that, uh, in that West Brom game? It's really hard to say. I mean, for sure we call upon uh, Bruno Fernandez too much. I mean, beautiful goal that he scored, for sure. And... Especially like within the first five minutes, my huge thing. I mean, watching, watching that, Lindelof's defending against that header, horrible. I could do better than that. I think, uh, you know, it's just, it's so soft. I mean, he just let him get around him and win that header. That's just, there's no excuse for that. I mean, and I really hope that. Uh, we really fix our form, especially in the back. How do you feel about the uh, penalty decision being overturned? Was that a foul? No, I actually don't think that was a foul. Really? I'm okay. Trying to, I'm trying. I'm trying to think back on the exact situation of what it was, but I remember thinking I don't think it was a foul. Harry Maguire uh, got tangled up with one of the West Brom defenders on a free kick, I believe, and went to ground. Got called as a penalty. VAR looked at it, overturned the decision. Owen, what were your thoughts on it? Uh, I'll be honest, I did not see it, but I'll look it up real quick and I'll be back to you in just a second. You guys <laughs> discussed the thoughts. Okay. I don't think it was a penalty either. It just seemed like like a a very physical battle for the ball. Yeah, no, it, it really did. And I mean, we saw the same thing with Harry Maguire. On the other end, uh, him just getting shrugged off the ball by the West Brom striker, and the West Brom striker got in, and luckily De Gea made 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 a great save and then clawed it away from the goal. But the, uh, I, I just feel like the United center backs are a bit too soft at the moment, and they need 
to go out and buy a center back. Not for 80 mil, but like, I mean, Upamecano just already went away for 43, so I don't know what they're going to do. I think that number's a little bit skewed because it's to Bayern Munich. Yeah, <laughs> that's fair. It if is to like Bayern if Munich. You, yeah, if you went to an English club or Real Madrid or Barcelona, it'd probably be up in around 70s. Oh, yeah. Yeah, no. For, that's, for, that, that's for sure. But yeah, I don't think we can also accredit this this like poor defensive situation of United to form. I think their center backs have always been pretty trash. Yeah, I mean, I I do like Bai, and I feel like if Bai could stay healthy, he'd be he'd be a really really good center back. I mean, I I think in just a few appearances he's had this season, he's made a couple of vital blocks for United. Yeah, I don't I don't doubt that at all. Bai is a solid defender. Yeah, when he's I think it's alive. If he was yeah, if he was healthy, he'd be a ideal. Ideal starter, or you know, but I definitely agree that we need to we need to find a new center back and just find one. All right, well, let's talk about the race for the top four because it's heating up quite a bit. Delette, who do you see in the top four this season? Um, well, definitely City, just because I think that they're gonna win it all. I'm not gonna put this. Actually, I will put it in. I'm gonna have City in there, Leicester in there. Um, I think United will be in third or fourth. And, whew, man, that fourth place spot is tight, like, legitimately wide open from like fourth to eighth. Even, I, I, I'd even throw Spurs in there too, yeah. I don't know if I'd throw Spurs in there. If they could get a little bit of form, I mean, yeah, they have four losses in the last five, but... If they can catch up a little bit, pick up a couple of points, they have a shot at it for sure. They're really only they're only two games behind, like two wins. So it's really everything from fourth till like ninth, two game difference. And I mean, Villa also have two games in hand as well as Everton. And if they win both of those, Everton go right into second. If they win both the games in hand, I believe. Or sorry, excuse me, uh, right into fourth. Yeah, they would slide right in. But you don't see Liverpool in there, Dillette. Actually, I'll have them as the fourth team. United, City, Leicester, and Liverpool. That's my top four. I will say, I will call upon my prediction I made earlier, a couple episodes ago, where I said it would be Liverpool, City, United third, and uh, Chelsea fourth, and I'm gonna stick with that, but switch up the order and go City, United. Uh, actually, mm, you know what? I, I take back what I said. I gotta throw Leicester in there. Leicester just playing brilliant football, man. I mean, I, I I gotta throw Leicester in there. So I'm gonna go City, United, Leicester, Chelsea in that order. I don't see Liverpool in the top four this season. Uh. I, I do hope West Ham make it to the top four. They probably won't, but I really do hope they make it up there. Owen, what about you? I, I'm think I'm thinking it's staying where it's at. Those top four. I think the order is going to switch up, but I think it's going to be. I think it's going to be like City. I feel like Man U is going to drop to fourth because they're they're 
Like, they're only one win in the past five games. A little concerning to me, just because they normally their their falls have been somewhat detrimental in the past. So I think City, Leicester, Chelsea, Man U. All right, Josh. Uh, honestly, I'm gonna say it's as it's as is. You know, it's just a little hopeful. As a you know United fan, I want us to say second. Okay. I don't. I don't think we'll catch City. That's just my personal opinion. But they're they found their identity this season. Yeah, and I mean, I don't think anybody's stopping them. Hopefully not. Hopefully not. I hope I can, you know, get a little jinx on you. No, you know, I mean, City are very culpable at the back. You know, um, they're they're not a great team overall. They lack a striker, so. United could definitely make a push. Hey, I have something I want to say about United. Go for it. I don't I don't think that they'll ever be bad under Ole Gunnar Solskjaer. Like, I feel like he'll keep them in top four as long as he's there. But I don't think he's good enough for them to ever challenge for anything. Like, seriously challenge for something. No, I'd agree. It, it, I it, think he's a standout player to, to lead them. You think he needs what? I think he's a stand-up player to, like, lead them. He has Bruno Fernandes. Yeah, I mean, he has one. Exactly. I'm saying, like... Oh, you think he has that stand-up player now to get yeah. to grab a trophy? I do. I don't think this year, but... I mean, he just needs a little bit, like, you know, he needs some some screws to fix, really. Some leaks to, to fill in. No. It just seems like he's had the chance to do that and yep. wasted it. Yeah. Like, he just made, like, the most random signings over the summer. Like, how many of the summer signings are in the starting 11 now? Van de Beek doesn't play. Tellez doesn't play. I think, I think you've, I'm giving him way too much credit. You are, <laughs> you have so much. I think you've been deprived, Josh, of how good United are supposed to be in these recent times. And I only understand this because I feel the same. <laughs> <laughs> Hey, I, I will say Arsenal could easily make a top seven push and get some European play. They're looking bright. I don't, no, I don't think they can easily make a top seven push. I feel like that's extremely feasible, especially how with how inconsistent the top seven are right now. I mean, not the top seven, um, like like third through eighth. There's really no solidified who's going to get what spot at the moment. Mm-hmm. And Arsenal are on, I would consider it great for them. The Wolves game was a, a fluke of of corruption and then the, the following game was <laughs> that, well, admit, now wait, wait. you called it a fluke of corruption. <laughs> yes. I don't I don't I don't count that whenever I look at Arsenal's recent form. The Villa game was really our only bad game since like beginning of December. No, that's fair. I mean I mean Arsenal have definitely turned it around uh since since I forget who said it, but it said they might have enough points to stay up this season. No, 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 no. There, there was a commentator on, on, um, on Sky Sports who said it. That was me. Oh, that was Owen. Yeah, <laughs> that was Owen. That was Owen. But no, I mean, they, they really have turned it around for sure. But I, I do agree with what Delet's saying about Ole Gunnar Solskjaer. I, I feel like it was a similar situation with Frank Lampard. It's, it, it, it's a manager where you're gonna, you're gonna keep them in contention, in contention for things, but. 
they're not either like experienced enough or or there's just something missing with the manager themselves that can't secure them like a title. Bro, that respect I mean Lampard at least tried to fix the problem. Yeah, no no, no Lampard did and Lampard definitely brought some culture back to the Chelsea football club which was missing. Yeah, no. But that's all we have for you guys this episode. Catch us soon this weekday with a brand new From the Sideline with Omar Rashid. We'll catch you guys in the next one.